Hey there, welcome to Beyond the Bikini podcast, where you can enhance your body and your mind. My name is Nicole Ferrier, exercise science grad, certified personal trainer, bikini competitor, and coach. On this podcast, you will learn more about my experience in the fitness industry, competing in bikini competitions, mental health, and how to gain more success in your own life in your fitness journey. So sit back, relax, or power through this cardio session and enjoy. Hey guys, on the Beyond the Bikini podcast, you know I talk a lot about training and nutrition. Trust me, it can be hard to hit the gym consistently, track your macros to a T, and feel like you're making progress. So rather you're a newbie in the gym or someone who's been hitting the gym consistently but possibly hit a plateau, then I recommend you check out my one-on-one coaching. No, I do not only coach prep clients, but I coach lifestyle clients as well. I would love to hear more about your goals, so feel free to apply for my one-on-one coaching down below at the link. There we can discuss what you're wanting to accomplish in the gym, with your relationship with food, and how I can help you reach your goals. Jersey, but Sasha, why you've been on my lives before. You've been on the dual live, but you've never been on my podcast. Um, take a moment to introduce yourself to my audience. Well, hello, everybody. It's Sasha. I am a MPC bikini competitor currently living in their off-season now, perma off-season. Um, <laughs> so I just went to Universe just to support Nicole and some of the other competitors. But I am also a business owner. I'm a personal trainer and online coach. Um, and that's about it. I'm from Jersey. And that's why I went to the show. I'm down the street. But pretty much uh, everything health, fitness, relationships, mindset, um, you know, working towards creating the best you. Yeah. And Sasha and I also met through um, the Build Your Brand course, uh, which is kind of like a brand building, business building. And um, when she was in the group, I didn't really talk to her that much. But when we did a business retreat, her and I really connected because I think we were like some of the youngest girls there. Yeah, yeah, correct. I, I feel like we were kind of on similar parts of our business journey at the same time. And we could really relate to one another um, when it came to, you know, all the struggles that come with owning an o- your own business and being so young. Um, and also what we've been through in our past, specifically with relationships <laughs> that I guess we'll be yeah. talking about today yeah and I love so there's not that many I hate this fucking word influencers oh. that come out <laughs> same <laughs> that uh, talk about their relationships and their relationship struggles and other than you I I can't really think of people who are that open with it and so this, in today's podcast, like Sasha and I are just going to talk about our struggles with relationships on like toxic relationships, red flags that we wish we saw and how it affected us mentally, um, physically and our progress with like competing and our business and just how your relationships and the people around you really do influence your life. Um, and sometimes not for the better. And I, I look at every relationship, like I don't regret any relationship, but 
they are all big learning experiences for me. And this isn't a podcast like hate on any of our exes, but it needs to be talked about because I think a lot of women are going through this phase of settling and feeling like it's normal to be treated this way and that they just are afraid to be alone. Um, So yeah, exactly. So true. So women, we're naturally caretakers. We naturally want to help people accommodate to people fix people, um, make them feel better. And a lot of the times we put our own needs and our own dreams on the back burner and that's not okay. And it's taken me a long time to get here. It's, it's taken me a long time to realize that what I'm doing does not make me selfish. What I'm doing is a, a basic human right. I, I should be able to live my life how I want to live it and not fear that I'm offending the person that I'm with. Mm -hmm. And there's like so many times that I know in relationships, I just like bit my tongue when I knew stuff was off and I would just like brush it under the rug. And I think that all of those feelings get suppressed and end up, exploding back in your face (laughs) yeah that's never good to repress the feelings they're gonna come out one way or the other yeah so Sasha why don't you tell us a little bit about your experience with relationships um like personality types and how it affected you like mentally and even physically of course so I think the past two relationships that I've been in have really helped create the person, create the identity that I am today. Um, my fir- The first relationship being when I was in college, this was about four years ago. Um, I was in a very abusive relationship, uh, emotional, verbal, sexual. It was just a really negative space for me. And it's definitely taken me a long time to overcome the trauma that had happened but if it wasn't for that I would 100% not be where I am today I don't think I ever would have gotten into competing I don't think I ever would have been a trainer um, or an entrepreneur in any sense Um, so I know um, I know abusive relationships are extremely common amongst women and it's upsetting that we don't talk about it more. I think a lot of that is because we are ashamed and we always think that it is our fault when it is not, but you need to be open to expressing like your past and what has happened to you and the only way that you're going to be able to heal. So I think that first relationship was really what put me on this path to where I am today in competing and in being an entrepreneur and owning my own business. Um, And then I was single for about two and a half years between the end of that relationship and my most previous relationship, my most recent relationship. I was with this. Your early 20s now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the other relationship I was in, I was about 20. Um, 
19, 20, 21, around there. And then the last relationship I was in, I actually just broke up with this person back in March, I believe. Um, so it's pretty recent. Um, it's July right now. We were together for about a year. And this was a person that was not abusive, but they were, they, they seemed controlling. Very when we controlling. Talked about them. Very like, manipulative. I remember when Sasha and I connected at like the retreat. God, I don't even know what I was saying about, I'm going to just call him like Tim. I don't even know what I was saying about like Tim when I was telling you about my relationships, but I don't think it was anything positive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it was either. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a red flag if you have nothing nice to say <laughs> I mean yeah I don't yeah I don't really know if I was saying anything you just seemed like not were, in it yeah you were not in it like you were just like yeah like he's really like into me and he seems like he really really cared about you but you just seemed like it's almost like when the person comes around with the pepper shaker and is like, do you want pepper on your pasta? And you're just like, uh, I guess. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most hilarious. What? Exactly, I guess. <laughs> oh my gosh. I have the weirdest analogies, okay? But it makes sense to me. No, but it, I, I think this person was like a wolf in sheep's clothing. They were really, really good at... Break this down. Hmm. Break that down. <laughs> so they were really good at portraying this wholesome image, like I'm a great guy. I support you a hundred percent. I will always be there for you. Um, I want to give you everything that I can. Uh, and you know, at first, like it was great. It felt genuine, but at the how same- how long did it feel great? Probably, I think I probably hit the first red flag at maybe about four months into the relationship. Okay. Um, the first red flag was I was about two weeks out from a competition. Um, they were taking me to go to a posing session. This, so this, per- it, it, you know, I probably should have seen a red flag even earlier than that. This person wanted to be with me 24-7. Like, if I was going to go to the gym, they were like, let me pick you up and let's go together. If I was going to go, needed to go food shopping, let me go pick you up. Let's go together. And at first, it's like, yeah, that's great. I have a partner. We're doing these things together. But it was kind of suffocating. Yeah, clingy. Extremely clingy. And I didn't know that they were keeping receipts the entire time and that means so I call it keeping receipts when you do something for someone it should always be from a genuine place that you just want to make them happy and you want to help them in some way okay so like are you saying like mental notes of like I did this for you so exactly okay they you know every single thing oh that they God. did for you're me you're literally giving me fucking chills with you saying all this because it's really in alignment with my past relationship 
it was I, like, like I do that. something for you okay like what am I getting out of it and that's not a relationship that's called being a narcissist yep mm-hmm. and having a high ego yep is like a friendship so for example I mean this sounds kind of this might come out wrong um so Sasha came to my show I shouldn't Sasha should not feel the need to say well I came to your show so now you owe me something but oh, I yeah. also shouldn't feel like I owe her anything because she came because she cared about me as a person exactly so that would be like a good example is if someone does something for you or like let's say I bought Sasha a coffee when we like met up for like a work date then the next time I'd be like well you should buy my coffee this time since I bought yours the last time it's not an equal exchange of energy it's it feels forced yeah yeah that's like the perfect way to say it there I would like never expect you to come to a show to see me you know compete if I you know since I came and saw you at universe like yeah I just came because I want to see you to like Miami and then you're like oh, come to this national show. I'd be like, hey, Sasha, like, that's five hours away from me. I get that. I'm from Florida. And then you would pull the, well, I came to Jersey for you. Yeah, that's yeah, fucked up. <laughs> yeah. But people like do it. Guilt. People do it. Yeah, the whole, like, guilt trip shit. Oh, I could go on and on about that. Jesus. Um, but I guess, so, uh, th- so the first red flag was really four months into the relationship. Um, I was about six months into my business so I pretty much had just finished the build your brand program um and I only had a few clients because I was it's a very fucking stressful time after that it is because you're just like kind of like okay like I mean Alex is always there for you but it's you know you're trying to figure things out on your own and I'm I only had a few clients I wasn't really making that much money um and I had just been in Chicago I did a national show I was like two weeks out from the next one in Jersey so I'm in the middle of prep and trying to sustain a business that I had just launched and we go to this post and and we're a little early and he's like hey I want to talk about something I was like all right sure what's up he asked me to move in with him and what how long were you dating? Like four, four months, four or five months, maybe. Okay, red flag. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I am still living at home with my parents. Um, I, you know, as of right now, I'm two years out of college. But at that point, I was only one. Like, so swallowed down by student loans, trying to build a business. Um, he what is still living at home with his own parents. Um, So both of us are still living at home with our parents and he wants to move out and get a place with me. So I'm going to play devil's advocate here and say like, it sounds like he was really excited about the relationship and he wanted both of you guys to, you know, move out of home and like grow up. Yeah. Again, I think that that's a bit early. Um, but it gets, it, gets it gets worse. Okay. <laughs> it gets worse. It gets worse. Just trying to play both sides. Yeah, yeah. I And I totally understand that, too. You know, he was really into me. And, you Ooh. know, I appreciate that. He wanted each of us to have our own space 
where we could come together and and be private and I respect Mm -hmm. that but the timing was so off and I told him I am in debt um I am not making enough income at this moment to move out it would not be the right choice for me to move out he said you don't need to worry about the bills I would pay for the rent I would pay for the electricity I would pay for all the utilities you don't need to worry about it wow and if I said yes that would have put me in such a bad environment because yeah this sounds like Tim oh but I moved in with but I moved in with Tim yeah I know you did yeah and when Tim wanted to get his house, Tim couldn't prove that he made enough money. And he wanted me to sign the mortgage with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and like... He that's... would manipulate me and say, I'm going to marry you. Like, we would look at engagement rings together. And he's like, I'm going to marry you. I'm going to make this home however you want. I'm going to take care of you. Like, everything will be fine. Like, we'll get you out of, like, Columbus. We'll get you... Us living together is not what you want. But he lived in this fantasy world of like how much money he thought he made and his parents were helping him significantly. But then with, um, I don't know, like buying a home is really complicated, but with buying a home, like they weren't allowing for his father to write on the mortgage too and sign it. Mm -hmm. So they asked me. Oh my God. Yeah. That's like sticking you in a corner. Uh, Yeah. We're not married. And yeah. they wanted me to sign on this house so I could have financial responsibility and be tied down. Exactly. Exactly. And for me, if I would have said yes, I would have moved in with him and he would have held the fact that I am financially dependent on him over my like, head. Yeah. And that happens yep. to so many women. They get trapped. That's entrapment. Yep. Oh my it's gosh. a way of control. So that's what that is, is money can be controlling, which we all know, like the world revolves around money and there's nothing wrong about that. But if you are financially dependent on someone, like, unfortunately, they do have some power over you um, or it can feel that way. It yeah. They mean, they have power over you. But at the time, I wasn't doing super well. And not that I wasn't doing well in my business, but I wasn't doing well like I am now to where I can, like comfortably live the lifestyle I want to live and like pay my own bills and like I'm doing like I'm doing great and I love how much independence I've grown but I think when Tim saw me getting this independence too because we moved into the house in July and that was when my income kept like folding over itself like it would be like double triple quadruple and continued and I didn't know what to do with that because I've never made that much money in my life. But also Tim didn't like that either. Tim got mad that I was making so much mm-hmm. money. Because you can't and, be more successful. Uh, yeah. And he would never, never genuinely said, good job. Oh, my God. It, it's the same story. <laughs> it's the same story. It's, it's unfortunate. And so I don't want to generalize can it. We talk, can we talk about sex? Um, I don't really have much to say about it. <laughs> okay, so I want I want to talk about sex. I feel like when you're in a relationship like this, 
you don't want to do it. Like you don't want to have sex. Like your body shuts down. And um, I, I never had sex with him. That's so interesting. Yeah. I mean, I have intimacy issues. I know that I do. Um, but I feel like part of it too is like, I never felt that desire or that yeah connection at first i did like in the first couple of months the first four months until he's like hey honey move in with me you're like what the fuck yeah then it started to get weird and clingy i think that our bodies as women they know know when someone is toxic and not safe for us because this is so like tmi but like i could feel my body like reject tim and not want tim like I wasn't attracted to him. I didn't want to have sex with him. I didn't want to do anything with him. It got to the point where I was questioning if I have like a really messed up libido from prep, from prep or if I wasn't like I was questioning my sexuality as well. And now that I've met someone else, I realized that my libido is not broken. Um, <laughs> I realized that my body isn't broken as well and that I am just very into them. And I think that's so fascinating to me at the fact that I knew like when all the red flags were coming up with Tim, my body and like my brain was just like, no, like you don't want this person, like they're bad for you. And like, we would try to like have sex and it just wouldn't work. You know, that's interesting that you bring that up. Um, I mean, naturally, um, I've never really had a big sex drive or a libido. Um, Yeah. And I've known this for years, like even back when I was in college, even back before my first, first ex. um, Sorry, mom and dad. I have like a hella high sex drive. (laughs) Um, I I just, I knew, I think it's like a hormonal thing. And this was like way before I was in prep and way before my other relationship like I just never naturally had a high sex drive um and I thought that there was something wrong with me mm-hmm. but I have met and they're few and far between like there's really not a lot of people but I have met people as my mom likes to say that ring I love my bell what I love your mom <laughs> She calls it ring your bell. And it's very hard to ring my bell. And this person was not, at first they rang my bell and then the bell like got silenced um, and we never had sex. But then I went to Ireland. I didn't tell anybody this. Oh my God. I went to Ireland. (laughs) It was just kissing. It was just kissing. I promise. It was just kissing. So they rang that bell. They, I met a person in Ireland on the very last night that rang my bell, and he was super into me, but very shy. And my Aww. mom and his friends like were sneaky. And by the end of the night, we made out. But that was it. That was it. That was it. I was not going to do anything else in front of my mom. Like, I mean, I love my mom. She's my best friend. But even that's weird. That's some <laughs> porn dub shit right there. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I don't know, but I die. But yeah, that's interesting. So like I get that. Yeah. And I felt like again, like that's another red flag too, which 
there is, you know, intimacy issues that couples face, especially if you've been dating for quite some time, which I thought that was what we were just going through. But I really just feel like my body knew that this person wasn't good for me. Um, And I also, dang, I didn't think I'd get kind of emotional. I knew that this person wasn't loyal to me for quite some time. I could feel it in my gut. Yeah. And I didn't ever address it. Um, Because Tim was on Bumble. um, And I like addressed the whole thing. And he's like, well, why would I be on Bumble when I live with you? Like, why would I cheat on you? They would always flip the situation and make me sound crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, well, why would my friend confront me that you're on Bumble and actively swiped on her? I had a mutual, not a mutual friend. I had a friend. I actually hardly knew this woman, which shout out to you, Jill, if you're listening to this. you the real MVP. She you pulled me aside. She, yeah, she met me in person to say, your boyfriend swiped on me on Bumble. And she said... I'm not looking to get with your boyfriend. And she's like, and I hardly know you, Nicole, but like, that's not okay. And I didn't believe her. Yeah. Because this other person manipulated me so much. And then it wasn't just that, but after I had actual evidence of this person with another woman, I had other women on Instagram, like reach out and tell me that they were with him. Wow. Yeah, and, and I would look this person in the eyes and say, you're cheating on me. And they would just say, no. No, I'm not. You're crazy. Why would I cheat on you? We live together. How would I cheat on you? They're really good at manipulating. So good at manipulating. They know exactly how to flip the switch. Like, like with the Bumble thing, that's when we first moved into the house, too. And I was like, fuck. Uh, like, yeah, you're, uh, you're stuck. Yeah, that's how I felt. And he's just like, I just bought us this whole house together, Nicole. Why would I do that? Yeah. But that's right. Because what, like, if a person fucking did that, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. That's why I was like, well, he he has to be right. Like, he's already done so much for me. But he wasn't. He just, he liked the look of me. He liked how I looked for his ego. But he didn't really want me yeah wow that's dark no but but it's true and and I'm so glad that you've managed to see that um because it takes time to sift through the bullshit and really get to the core of you know what was this person's true intentions which I still don't understand you know I I I think I understand what my ex's intentions were and I think all ego driven um you know the guy that I was just with was incredibly insecure like so unbelievably insecure but he loved That's to the other thing too the insecurity oh yeah insecurities like speak volumes and it's always it's always going to come out at the end of the day and he knew from the get-go I'm a very honest upfront person and I'm like you know I'm independent um I don't like clingy 
this is Tasha what... is a lot like me. Like, we just like to do our shit alone. Exactly. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No. And he tried to make it... He tried to mold himself. Like, because I was so upfront with him in the beginning of the relationship as to what I wanted out of a man and out of a relationship, he took what I said and tried to mold himself to fit that profile but internally that was not who he really was and he was just falling apart at the seams and keeping everything inside and saying like oh I'm this one person but he was living a lie and he brought my mother into the relationship now this is where it gets really weird he I'm going to bring your mother into the relationship. She seems like a fucking blast. What? Said so I would bring your mother into the relationship. Oh my god. Like <laughs> You're so Sorry. ridiculous. Well, my mom is amazing, but he would text her every day. Every yeah. single day. That's fucking weird. And yeah. he would text her and complain about me. And he would tell her every going on in our relationship and all the problems that he had with me but he would never address the issues with me he would look me in the eye and say everything's fine it's okay I have no problems but then on the back end he was complaining to my mom about it and getting so resentful and he was like living a lie he made himself out to be that he was so supportive um, you know, not insecure. He wanted me to be successful, wanted me to, you know, make a killing at this business and you do you and I want a strong independent woman, but he really didn't. And he was very insecure and still hung up on his past, still hung up on his ex. And I made him feel uncomfortable because I, when I'm in a relationship with someone, it's because I want to be with them, not because I need to be with them. I didn't need him. Okay, that's how relationships should be because, again, I just started seeing someone, and I'm not even going to say anything about that, but this person, the way they can, like, they're, they're just amazing so far. I just say that so far because I've seen so much shit, but they said... I'm into you because I know you don't need me. Yeah. I, I was like, that's the hottest thing I've ever heard in my life. They're it's like, true. The way you carry yourself, the way you go about your day, you don't need anyone. And he's just like, and that's so attractive to me. He said, if you are, if we ever become like a thing, it's because I know you truly want me, but not because you need me. And that's very rare to find a guy like that. Um, my ex told me that exact thing in the beginning like he loved how strong and independent I was but as my business started to take off he got more and more insecure more and more jealous and clingier and he kept saying you've changed you've changed you don't have time for me anymore and it's like if anyone in this world should be understanding and supportive of the fact that my business is evolving 
and I am succeeding, it should be you because we got together when I was just launching and he saw my business from the very start. So you knew that hopefully it was going to turn into something, but he, you, he like threw it back in my face. We used to see each other five, six times a week. We would work out together. We would go shopping together. And then little by little, I got busier because I'm working. And we then started to see each other maybe twice a week or once a week, which newsflash, that's actually very normal for a lot of relationships for people that don't live together. It's pretty normal to only see your significant other maybe two times a week, I think, but whatever. And he told me that that wasn't enough. And he deserved all of my time, all of my time. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I'm not out. I'm not cheating on you. I'm, I'm working. And he would show up to my job. Like it was just, it, uh, it was too much. It was too much. And it was upsetting because he wasn't supportive. He was not supportive at all or they act like they are but they're not really exactly i remember when tim saw me doing really well for myself too and like i was so if tim and i were still together i would have probably i was actually in the phase of booking us a trip to orlando florida which you splash i live here now bitch. Hey. <laughs> um <laughs> But I was in the process of booking us a trip down here and he just didn't like that. Like he didn't like me calling the shots at all. And I I don't know. I just felt him completely pull away. He would say that I would belittle him, but like not once did I, because I empowered him with like anything that he was doing career wise. Like I would send him like, I always do that with people. Like I send them podcasts. I send them like quotes and stuff. And he just like, felt like I was saying that he wasn't good enough I'm like no I'm just busy yeah I'm I'm fucking busy busy. (laughs) like what what do you understand I don't know but it's it's because you know they're at the end of the day it's not a reflection of you it's a reflection of the other person they are insecure and they feel intimidated by your success and they expect you to change or accommodate to match their comfort level and I was I was not going to change my work schedule or change how much effort I was putting into this business into this thing that I have wanted for so long just to accommodate to someone else's comfort level like that's not that's not fair to me um and it's a shame because a lot of women do that a lot of women feel like they need to be accommodating in relationships or like not pursue things that they want to because they don't want to upset the other person like I remember Tim would say whenever I was like focused in prep he'd be like all you do is focus on like prep and like your clients and like that's all your main focus is right now and I'm like well I don't really see why there's anything wrong with that. Exactly. Um, 
and they would just like make me feel bad like if I wanted to do like a second session of cardio whereas this person I'm talking to now they're like hey we can't hang out tonight and you have to do another double day um that's fine she's like go do that if you have something come up with your clients or a podcast or something that you need to do he he like quotes he says business first us second yeah because that my business is first like my clients are my kids sorry because you you should always come first and that's the problem with a lot of relationships is that people like my ex was not a whole person I am a whole person you are a whole person and when you get into a relationship it should be two whole people coming together but still having their own identity leading their own lives and just creating a second life between the two of them. But so many people are half a person and they have a void and they want to fill that void with yeah. someone else. Let's that's not healthy. breakup then because I think a lot of people were thrown off at the fact that I didn't let that destroy me, which I don't think it's destroyed you. No. Yes, of course, it's caused a lot of like grief and confusion, which that's totally normal to go through. But when that relationship ended, I almost felt the sense of freedom. Oh my God, um, yes. Because I didn't feel the need to report to someone or like live my life for someone. I mean, fuck, I moved a thousand miles away and a lot of people were like, I feel like you're running away from your problems. I'm like, actually, no, because I've been with this person for over three years and I've wanted to make this move after college, but I never did it because of them, because they held me down and they controlled me. And I looked at, after that breakup, yeah, it sucked to be cheated on and I'm working through that. Um, I'm like looking into even getting a therapist to talk through that. And the person I'm seeing now is like wanting to go with me to help me unpack that shit. Because when you cheat on someone, you cheat on everyone. You cheat on the families. Yeah. You cheat on the friends because you just manipulated everyone. Yeah. And that's really hard for someone to unpack and get through. But despite that, him and I breaking up was the best thing that's ever happened in my life. And I knew it would be. It just feels like a thousand pounds lifted off your shoulder. I, I'm so much less stressed because I don't have somebody sending me a million text messages a day and I'm yeah. not like, oh my God, I didn't answer them back. Oh my God, like I need to go comfort them. Oh my God, like it's uh, it's and then they're not harassing my like, mom anymore yeah, they harassed that, my mom she was stressed too like that's ridiculous <laughs> don't text my mom my parents were both very stressed too because like I had to move out of this house and this person like we shared an animal together which is like a kid and like they took that away from me and yeah that was I a just, very bad time it was just a, yeah, it was just a really bad time. And it was just, I knew it was going to take time to like get the toxic out. Um, and I will say like this person, even when I moved, they were trying to get back into my life again. Yeah. They were trying to control me again. That's usually how it goes down. It's, it's never done at the breakup. Um, I have to say, as of right now, 
thankfully this person has not tried to come back into my life but for weeks after it ended they were texting my mom still texting my friends still um texting mutual people that we knew from the gym or through instagram um texting clients trying to tell everybody how hurt they were how terrible of a person i was and manipulating everyone to be against me and they made death threats they made threats to ruin my business ruin my reputation ruin my life um and i actually went to the police station to look into getting a restraining order because they were incredibly unhinged and emotional and thank god it never had to get to that point but Mm -hmm. It, it never ends at the break when it never does. No, it's not done. Like, I'm still, like, if this person or which they blocked me on Instagram because Same. they were they were trying to talk to me and they were still talking to the other woman, woman that they cheated on me with. And he's probably talking to another five other girls. Probably. He just needs, uh, he just e- needs ego. Yeah, e- e- ego stroking. Um, That's what it is. That's exactly what it is. Oh my god, my yeah. I see my ex is blocked. Um, but I have people that still have him on Instagram. And like as recently as a week ago, and we've been broken up since March, this person is still posting up things on their Instagram, letting the world know I'm single, I'm single, I'm single, because they just want someone to tell them that they are amazing and all the time constant validation so that's really important too because after a breakup um i mean i would assume that you would get a lot of people who are interested or wanting to talk to you and i just for me now like i'm being so highly selective and i'm you should be that's how you should be you shouldn't settle and i want someone who you know physically I'm attracted to but just like intellectually attracted to as well and on the same um, like maturity level as you yeah I'm old yeah yeah mentally like this person I was with was <laughs> nine years older than me nine years you yeah. would think that they'd be more mature Tim was older than me too Tim will be 28 this year and I just turned 24. And I'm at the point now where I'm like, I mean, I've always dated to like marry, but I'm like, I'm not fucking around. Yeah, you don't want to waste your time. No, time is I precious. don't. Because, yeah, exactly. And I just, there's no point in it. Like, that's why you college. That's why you fuck around if you want to fuck around. But when you get older, like, enough's enough. Like, grow yeah. up. yeah. Um, and you know it's funny that you bring up the marriage thing because again this person was so good at telling me one thing to my face but feeling another way behind the scenes Um, they always said that like oh yeah like 
I'm not in a rush to get married, even though I'm in my 30s and all my friends are married with kids, you know, it doesn't matter to me. I'm not in a rush. I know you're 24. Um, you know, let's just live our lives and see where things go. It's not a priority. But I know internally they wanted me to just turn into one of their best friend's wives and settle down and have kids and have the house. And that's not fair to ask me to be ready for that um, because I'm not, I'm not at that point. Like I'm 24 and like, yeah, I do. I want to be in a relationship where it would turn into marriage, of course, because what's, what else is the point of being in a relationship, but I'm not going to get married next week. And I think that they just yeah. wanted to lock me down like too sweet. Um, meanwhile, I'm trying to like build business. So Tim, when he was seeing this other woman, because I actually talked to this girl, after two months of them dating, he told her that he wanted to marry her. <laughs> and that he wanted her to move in. Oh. It's like that crazy control tactic again. And like, yeah, relationships do lead to marriage, but like, you shouldn't... It shouldn't be in a know. week. You shouldn't... No, like, calm down. No, like, I, I really, I loved this person and I loved my time with them. But it's like, I'm again, I'm not ready to move in with you and get married next week. You know, I have other things going on for me and you, you were getting yourself into from the get go and you just should have been more patient and understanding um and that's just a red flag again controlling yeah yeah i mean i joke around about like marriage but it i mean it's serious and be a long-term goal of course yeah i mean there's no right and wrong time but like again i don't think a month or two is the answer so I wanted to talk about how you feel like, I guess, what what would you do going back if you could give yourself advice before getting into this relationship? Like, I don't want to say like these things can be avoided all the time, but what would have been your advice, like the first red flag that you saw? Um... I would say, see, I don't, I honestly don't even know. Because I know my first red flag with Tim was when he told me he snorted cocaine before. (laughs) And like, part of me was like, oh, that's fine. People change. Like, what? No, like doing drugs is not in alignment with you, Nicole. Like you don't do drugs. Like. And I was, like, joking with myself in my head when I, like, was thinking about breaking up with this person, which when they cheated on me, they made it so much easier for me to pull the trigger. But, like, I was, like, looking at him and looking at the stuff he would do. Like, he would steal. Oh, my God. He would fucking, he would fucking steal. Of course, I'm not going to talk about this on social media, but, like, he would take 
cheaper price tags and put them oh on items and buy And I wouldn't know until he came home and be like, look at the deal I got. And I was like, you need to return that. Like, that's not okay. Like, I wouldn't be with him and let him do that. But, like, he would tell me about it. And, like, I would look at all these things he would do, like, the drinking, the staying out late. I'm like, this is not on brand. <laughs> this is not this is not me and I was like what am I doing with this person so if I were to like go back and give myself advice it would say it's it, this one jumps the gun but is that what you if I were to go back I would say to Nicole is that what you is that what you would want your future husband to do yeah no nope I wouldn't because at the end of the day, relationships are going to lead to you being together or breaking up and that can be being together through a marriage contract or just being together in general. But other than that, it's either you're together or you're going to break up. Yeah. So for me, I'm not going to be with someone who well, clearly one didn't want to be with me anymore. And also who wasn't in alignment with my morals. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. See, it's hard for me to say again because oh there were red flags in the beginning. He was so good at portraying a wholesome image and being the guy that are. I wanted. Um I think probably, I mean, it's hard to say because things really didn't begin, even though there were red flags, things really didn't begin to unroll until December. December was when things really kind of started to um, hit the fan. Uh, span of about... So we went from, like, never really fighting at all. Like, we honestly never really fought. But the reason we never fought was because he would bitch about me and all of our problems to other people and never me. So that's why we never fought. Um, Which, that's a problem. But things Mm -hmm. I would always say, too, like, in my relationship with him, I would say, is there anything you want to talk about? Like, what's going on? Like, I can feel like something's off. And they'd be like, everything's fine. Yeah. Okay. Um but it, it it was like a span of about three weeks um from December into January. And we had multiple events. Um I know we had like a, a dinner party, whatever, with him and his friends. And then like two weeks later we had a New Year's party at my house with my family friends and both times he got really drunk and when he gets really drunk all of those feelings and emotions that he just keeps inside come to the surface and he blows up on me and when he has his emotional outbursts he he can get dangerous like it's very uncomfortable um, and he's hard to control and he asked me in front of all of his friends, which was uncomfortable for me because. What did he say? 
Well, I remember, like, at his friend's house, um, so, so he's really good at playing the victim. Like, if, if, if on his resume, I well, swear to God, are. Like, on- <laughs> I had a friend reach out to me telling me about Tim cheating on me, and I, when I told Tim, he said, why is she out to get me? I don't understand why this person doesn't like me so much. So what, like, yeah, what the I know. fuck? I know. They're really good at playing the victim card, the world's tiniest fiddle. That's what a narcissistic, egotistical person yeah. does. They want to make everybody feel bad for them. And uh, he, yeah. you know, when he gets drunk, he just gets sad for no reason. And I'm at his friend's house. We're having a good time. And I don't know. I don't know where he just being sad about something. And nine times out of ten, when he got this way, it was because he was, like, thinking about his past or his ex or I don't know. And I remember telling him at that moment, like, earlier in the day, I got, like, in a little bit of, like, not like a fight, but just my mom wasn't in the best of moods and I was kind of down about that and so I told him I was like hey you know can we just keep things like we're at your friend's house you're trying to have a good time you know my mom and I aren't like on great terms like she's in a really bad spot and like I don't need you to be bringing them down either you know I just want to enjoy the night and he blew up at me was yelling at me in front of all of his friends um saying like how mean I was and whatever just for telling him like hey like chill out can we have a good time um and then he started bawling crying and we were in the uber and he was like crying the whole way to the uber it was very uncomfortable um two weeks later New Year's at my house same thing happened again we're playing board games he did something that was against the rules the table is like hey like we're not going to accept that for the game like you don't get the point and he started to get mad and I told him hey chill out like it's just a game we're all trying to have a good time like it's no big deal you know brush it off again in my face you're so mean to me. And he storms off into the next room and he sat alone and cried for three hours. And my aunt is there. My cousins are there. My mom is there. My best friends are there. I'm uncomfortable huh? for you. I'm it, uncomfortable it for you. Bad. It was so bad. And he was just upset because I didn't run after him. And like... That's like a woman. (laughs) I don't know. It was very draining. It was very, very draining. And I I understand that he doesn't have the best past. And his parents didn't have the best relationship. In bad relationships. I get it. I totally get it. You know, my parents have not had the best relationship. I have been through so much shit with my exes, but I healed. I I healed myself and you are not responsible for anyone else's healing but your own. And 
I'm not responsible for fixing you for, you know, change, making your insecurity stronger. Like, I am not responsible for that. You're responsible for dealing with your own trauma. And it was very draining because I always felt like I was walking on eggshell person. And if I said the wrong thing, they be so hurt and it, it I just couldn't do it anymore uh, I just get so <laughs> I'm sorry I totally went on a tangent with that I, I'm I apologize but I feel like it's it's a big problem with a lot of relationships that like women feel like they're backed into the corner that so I'm gonna say this I want to end it for like the girl who like feels like Oh my gosh, like this sounds like my boyfriend, Bob. Um, if you are feeling like something's wrong and you want to break up and you just keep on delaying it over and over and over again, I will say someone out there fucking loves the shit out of you and you're not going to be alone. Like you don't need a person to identify who you are or like what your worth is all those couples on Instagram that are posting couple goals and you think their life is perfect. It's not, it's not. There's a lot of stuff going on behind closed doors and there always is. And that to really know who you are and what you want, you're going to have to be uncomfortable, but you're also going to have to be alone. It's true. It's true. Um, people are going to find happiness in others and that's not the answer you will never feel fulfilled you can only create happiness within yourself you know happiness is not another it's not a relationship it's not moving somewhere else it's not reaching your goal weight you know we can even tie this into like like people say i'll be happy when i'll be happy when and that's not what it is. Yeah. You need to find happiness within yourself when you break it down to its bare bones. Um, that's the only way. And you can't fill yourself up with another person. That's not, that's not the answer. Um, and so so many people are afraid to leave relationships that they're not happy in because they're afraid of being single but being single is a beautiful thing being single you get to figure out who you are and being single allows you to find someone else that's not an asshole like there are shitty people out there like there are there's shitty girls there's shitty guys whatever cup of tea is but there is a lot of great people out there too and in order to find the great ones you have to get rid of the bad people there you go don't settle just don't settle yeah I mean even myself now I'm like my eyes feel like a little baby bird and I'm like what was I doing like I wanted all these qualities to be in Tim and like I had manipulated my own self into thinking that he had them but he didn't and now I get to see and create the life that I've always wanted for myself and I don't need another I don't need no man to do that for me or I don't need anyone by my side to do that for me it's a lot more um fulfilling doing it on my own too it is um 
one of my favorite quotes that I found after uh, we had broken up and they were saying that like I was selfish and whatever whatever um it says the price of being a sheep is boredom the price of being a wolf is loneliness choose one or the other with great care um and you know maybe right now I may be single I may be quote unquote lonely to some people some people may look at me and be like oh my god she's alone she's lonely but I I don't feel lonely um about your exactly exactly but it's it's better to be strong and independent than it is to be manipulated and trapped in a relationship that's not healthy for either party yeah I like that quote but I'm gonna give another I've been ending my podcast on like quotes um and this is like one of my favorite quotes because it works for like friendships or even just like romantic relationships too and that is um a relationship is like a boat but if the relationship is no longer serving you abandon ship and I like that because you know there's gonna be friendships and romantic relationships to where yeah it's great and the boat is sailing and everything's good but there's gonna come maybe a time where that relationship is no longer good for you and you're going to have to abandon it. And that's okay. People have seasons in your life. And some of them last longer. And some of them don't. And some of them will last a lifetime. Yeah. And no matter what, you're always you're always going to learn. You're always going to learn from it. It's Everything happens for a reason. And as you said, you go through seasons in life. And it's not a failure. I don't think a relationship ending is ever a failure it's a learning experience and it was meant to happen to help you evolve and learn and continue on your journey. Absolutely. So guys, if you're wanting to follow Sasha, I will have all of her information down below in the description box. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, Sasha, thank you again for coming on my podcast. I can't wait to uh, hopefully get you down here and experience some Florida weather. Um, but yeah, I will get her on again in the future because I really like this topic and I think that we could, I can Same. talk about this all day long. Um, <laughs> Same, definitely. <laughs> but, but it needs to be talked about more and yes, it does affect your mental health and your physical health. And, um, Sasha is also an online coach too, which she focuses on everything there instead of just your body it's about your body and your mind and relationships is a big piece of that so thank you of again, course Sasha. thank you for having me